Black History for White People, a podcast where we educate, resource, and challenge white people about black history. I'm Brad, and on today's show are my co-hosts, Katina and Garen. And we're also joined once again by Adam Griffin, who is a pastor at Eastside Community Church in East Dallas and has an educational background studying the historical context of racial division in Dallas. Today's topic is Hamilton Park. So we continue our drive in Dallas, and Adam takes us around Hamilton Park, one of Dallas's planned black communities. He shares some history about the neighborhood, and we dive into its origin story. While we were driving, we saw a sign that said 93rd birthday, so we had to stop and ask some questions, and you'll hear from some current residents and the enlightening conversation we had with them. So it'll jump around a little bit, but we just hope you enjoy the discussion. Okay, so this, you'll look on the left, you see the DART station, which they don't like to put in nice neighborhoods. But here on the right is Hamilton Park, and this is the one entry into Hamilton Park. Uh, These houses were brand new in the 50s, and people took a ton of pride in this neighborhood because this was considered like their space. This was, there's still a lot of original owners. We have some members at our church who live here, who've lived here since the mid-50s. Black members? Black members, yes, ma'am. Awesome. And so this neighborhood is still mostly black. There has been some Hispanic integration and a few white families. But what we're driving up right now is right down the center. But you'll see to our left and right, any road you look down is going to have a curve. Do you see that? Mm -hmm. And that's because this neighborhood, again, like if you look at it from above, it's it's a labyrinth of, of circles and ovals. In the middle of it, a school, a few churches, but it's built to be isolated. When it was designed, it was built to say, this is where we'll put them. And they got some say in the design, the residents did, and there's still a ton of pride in this neighborhood um, for the most part. I mean, obviously it's not everybody, but it is sad to see that in the last almost 75 years now, there hasn't been a lot of investment in this community from the city perspective. It's still houses that you can tell were brand new 75 years ago, but not much has changed. Uh, You're gonna come up here to a stop sign, let's take a left. Wow. On the right here, when we turn left, is going to be the school. This was the Highland Park School that I mentioned earlier. Now it's a magnet school, a Hamilton Park Paysetter. So it's a it's a very racially diverse school with a really cool mission, but it's it just did not have the the city investment you would have hoped for. Well, it's crazy. Places like uh, Booker T. Washington. My friend um, Terrence Hobdy. Uh, is over the music program and before that it was Fred Sanders these I'm a musician so yeah. these are all amazing <clears throat> jazz musicians um, Terrence Hobdy uh, graduated from UNT and he went to uh, what's y'all's SBC Theological Seminary Southern? in Fort Worth yeah oh Southwestern y- yeah he taught there and so he just recently took this thing uh, this position at Booker T And it's amazing how white students are trying to flood into that school because Booker T is famous because of not only Erica Badu, but so many artists who graduated from there, Grammy Award winning, 
um, just all kinds of creatives, not not yeah. even just music. But they're flooding into back into these schools, but they're not. The, the cities are not investing still in the neighbor neighborhood of these schools. Yeah, you're right. right. I mean, that's insane. So you want to take advantage of black excellence and exploit black excellence, but you don't want to develop it. So when we have to work so hard to create our own table, then you come and want to partake, <laughs> but you don't want to invest. You're still just taking you know yeah. it's yeah. it's just it's still exploitation it's still very name, much right? yeah. yeah and appropriation and gentrification yeah. in a sense so yeah so our, our city councilman now does invest a ton of time and a ton of money in this neighborhood and part of the reason is is because it was neglected for so long yeah and so he's done i believe a really good job here and we just passed the willie b johnson rec center they're investing a lot in trying to beef that up the willie b johnson rec center is named after willie b johnson who was a woman who was the original homeowner here and she had to go down she she's famous here in this neighborhood because she would go downtown every day until they would change things here she was relentless mm. uh the the one entry here schroeder which was the one road in we saw was a stoplight when they first built this neighborhood it was not a stoplight and so for them to get in and out of this neighborhood or even to walk across the street she said they would some have to sometimes have to wait 10 or 15 minutes to get in and out of this neighborhood, which was just untenable for people trying to get to work or trying to just leave. And so she had to go down there every day and just battle and battle and battle for them to get a stoplight. She petitioned at meetings, she would go in person. And uh, so they named the rec center after her in honor of the work that she did as kind of a matriarch of this community. So what are they? You said they're doing a lot of work. What are some of the things that they're doing? Well, this rec center, so a lot of rec centers in a lot of communities that don't have a lot of community pride, they just kind of like have some people that want to work out there. Uh, unlike that, in Hamilton Park that really has has a community feel, that is where the original homeowners gather. That's where they get together to play cards, play dominoes, and chat. Yeah. Uh, but the property was built, you know, 50, 60 years ago and never improved, but it was still the center of their community. So now they're getting an overhaul of that as well as now, I think, a covered basketball uh, a basketball court, which you can see there's a basketball court up here on our right that's kind of exposed to the sun, which is not bad, but they're investing in, hey, the kids here play a lot of basketball. Let's give them a better space where they can play more year-round without cooking. Uh, but we can go ahead, Brad. And what are they doing to assist with um, the houses? That's a good question. I don't know that there's any city help for that. There has been several times where somebody has come here and tried to buy the entire neighborhood wholesale because of its position at 635 and 75. If you look around this around the neighborhood, you're going to see parking garages, sky rises, because we're at uh, what's called the High Five. It's the biggest highway conjunction in Dallas. And so the property would be worth a ton to a to somebody who wanted to build high rises or somebody who wanted to build retail. But at this point, still, the, the neighborhood is held strong and said that we're not interested in, in uh, selling and leaving. Mm. How many homes are here? Uh, you know, I don't know. There's some, there's a, if the listeners are interested, there's a history book just about this neighborhood called Hamilton Park, a planned black neighborhood in Dallas. And it walks through at least originally how many people lived here, but I couldn't tell you now how many homes there are. It's one of only two neighborhoods in Dallas that are part of Richardson School District. So most of Dallas is in Dallas ISD, but Lake Highlands and Hamilton Park are Richardson ISD. 
So they're attached to a suburban school district but have uh, Dallas city government. So sometimes that can make it a little bit difficult for councilmen and other people too to make a difference because you're battling two different cities' authority on things. Mm. But there are really beautiful stories of when this first opened and when this was mostly like middle-class African-American families, just the true pride they took in like, we're all mowing our lawns together, we're all, our families are hanging out together. This is, this is ours. Mm. Um, and so it does have like a, a beautiful pride story to it as well. But yeah. This is literally, when people say a ghetto, this is what this is. And on July 4th, I don't know if you guys saw the news on July 4th of this last year, there was a, a gang shooting in this neighborhood oh. in which three people were killed and the three teenagers who committed the crimes are now in jail took them a couple weeks to catch them but wow. they fired over a hundred bullets and um, wow. those teenagers are now in prison and that is not it's not common to have a ton of violence in here it's not a, it's not a crazy violent neighborhood although it does have crime like any neighborhood in a city is going to have crime right it was a very sad story of mm. of gang violence you rarely hear about and just because our listeners uh aren't here to see the neighborhood just to kind of describe it uh like the you can see a lot of care in a lot of the homes a lot of maintenance of the yards the, a lot of the houses you can see have been updated they're small houses by modern standards uh, i mean the houses are town, yeah houses yeah houses i think back in those days just in general um like homes were built smaller like yeah. the square footage that we think of as normal now has just grown over time um so in the day they were built, maybe they they weren't as small as we would see them now. But um, but you can see a lot of that pride um, in the neighborhood that that still kind of comes through and in, in the maintenance a lot of the lot of the homes. And here you can see the proximity to the freeway. Obviously, to the left is where they did all the cement mixing for the building of the High Five, which is these very high crossover highways. And now that that's all done, there's just this big pile of rubble that sat here for a very long time. So this is the, the north end, the back end of it. Now you can get out onto a freeway here, but. Yeah, go up there, dude. Is it? It's your birthday? Yeah. Happy birthday. Can I give you a hug? You know what? <laughs> if the Lord have been good to me, no medication, I'll take it back. Yeah, wow. Yeah. A blessing. This but we know the story of how he ended Park. up here. Yes, ma'am. You know what? Uh, I think they came all into them, didn't they? Didn't they all? I, I, I don't know, but he ended up from my daughter making tea. We'll see, you know, I, I forget a lot. <laughs> yeah. But Brother Allen was Jane, that's, that was his uh, daddy and mama. Mm -hmm. And so that's the only thing I could tell you. So, you know. Somebody would know more than my daughter. She'd be in a record. Maybe okay. she could tell you something too. Yeah. <clears throat> but you live, you've lived here all your life, no. or? No, I've been here about tw twenty years. About twenty. Oh, you've been years. over over forty years, man. About thirty-five. Well, I've been in, in Dallas 
about that, but uh, this, after Uncle James, my uncle, I take care of him. Oh, okay. Uh-huh, yeah. You so, came to take care of him. Yes. Okay. Yes, that's why okay. I end up here. Yes. <laughs> so yes. after he lost his wife, so anyway, I, I come in and take care of him. Okay. So, I end up, you know, I've done a lot of work to the place. I see. Yeah, I yeah, put it's well kept, I put, nice. put side and I put the windows in. Yes, ma'am. Are those banana banana trees? Yes. Yeah. yeah. She changes every so often. Uh, <laughs> nice. So yeah. you got a green thumb. I wish I could. Somebody's hipping her, though. She don't want to admit that. Oh, okay. <laughs> Somebody. Uh, no, so she nice. does it all. Yeah, I leave her. still drive. You still driving, yeah. miss? Go, go across town to church, go through downtown. <laughs> what church y'all go to? Bernal Baptist Church in Eau Claire. Amen. Amen. Eau Claire. All right. Yeah. Well, we we didn't want to take up a lot of y'all time. We but y'all, I'm just proud to stop and, you yeah. know. Yeah. We're going to try to have a parade at 1 o'clock. At 1 o'clock? Yeah, okay. parade is going to be This one. is awesome. Just a blessing to see 93 years. When you see a black woman... <laughs> So nice to meet you. Happy birthday. Yeah. Thanks, thanks. Sorry thanks. to interrupt, Patina. What were you saying? No, that's my son. That's, that's my baby. Son. Oh, awesome. That's my baby boy. Yes, baby indeed. Boy. He's, oh, you're a mother of six. Three girls and three boys. That's amazing. Look, you don't, you're a black woman, 93 years old. You've seen a lot. You've yes, experienced a lot. I have. Definitely. And have. you're here. That's what I was telling everybody. What's happening now is, you know what? The Bible speaks on all of this. Yes, ma'am. We're living in the la last day, believe yes, it or not. It's too much stuff going on. Yes, ma'am. And it, people are so evil. Yes. And it just hurts my little heart. They eat, just look at stuff on the TV, you know. Yes. I'm telling you what I can. It's okay. You, it's okay, mother. It's okay. Uh, you, know, you have a right to cry your tears. Mm -hmm. I just see the things are going on and it just hurts me all the heart. Yes, ma'am. I guess I shouldn't even look at the dude. <laughs> yeah. But no. You, know, you wants to know what's going on. You really do. Yes, ma'am. But like I said, it's praying time, baby. Yes, ma'am. It is. So we need to get our heart right because it is time now. The Bible speaks to this. Yes, ma'am. Did you expect to go no where you, where you, when you were born, what year were you born? 1928. From 1928, you lived through segregation, redlining, all the things. Well, I and then civil rights movement. That's right, that's right. Then next, and then now, here we are. Yeah, I could tell you a story about my mother. We lived on this farm, you know, and this white, white guy. Well, anyway, or, um, he tried to run on my mom with a horse. Mm. Yeah. And my daddy, he used to work for, oh gosh, I was thinking, man, but he used to drive a truck. Mm -hmm. But he would let us have the, daddy have the truck. We'd go, you know, we didn't have no car. Yes, ma'am. We'd go on the weekend, you know. Mm -hmm. And it was so much, so much hatred was going on among the, the white. Yes. And there's one white man, I never will forget him. He saved my dad alive. Mm. He went to go through a gate. They locked the gate and would let him in. They wrapped a chain around him. Mm. Started beating this one white man. I never will forget him, Mr. Cook. He told him with his shotgun, said, excuse his expression, 
That my nigga low? Mm, <laughs> mm, oh my gosh. Girl, I tell you, that's I've else. seen a lot. Yeah. And after that, see, my daddy used to work on the farm. Yeah. So after that, or, uh, mm. uh, we all got sick. We got in some pastoring. We were young, like three of us. And so my brother, he liked to die. Mm. After that, we didn't have nothing but white peeps in our house. I mean, we, they come together. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, I've seen a lot. Yeah. My grandfather was a great farmer back then. Oh, yeah, he was, yeah, you know, he farmed. He, he, he had about 20-something years. Wow. wow. You're the oldest, <laughs> You're the oldest of 20? Yeah. You're the oldest of 20, and well, you? Well, well, my baby, my, my brother, he passed away. It was a one that was from somebody else. Somebody else. Yeah, somebody yeah. Else. But he was a half, you yeah, know, half, my half brother. Three yeah. Other, three other family. Yeah. Uh, and so he, he, he passed 17 away. 17 out of this one. Oh, my goodness. Wow. And so, like I said, wow. Yeah. I've seen a lot. Yeah. So are you the family historian? No. <laughs> he don't know nothing. Because, you know. You talking about the old folks now. Yeah. But you know how it's always one, like all the other kids are just my, doing their other saying, thing. But one, there's always one so child she, that she knows, knows everything. My well, my sister, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, okay. Robin, she'll be here to reference. Uh, so daughter, daughter. My daughter. Yeah. <laughs> she keeps up with everything. And grandma was 103. Oh, wow. 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 She walked around with Cain. Don't think Cain was walking with her. That's what was holding her. That was her man she called. Listen. I, 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 I got the Cain now. I got the Cain now. I love it. Uh, you still have it. I still have it. Yeah. Well, you look beautiful. Yeah, oh, my gosh. Yeah. Happy birthday. Yeah. Uh, Thank you. And I I'm going to get your address. So I'm going to send you a birthday gift. Okay, well. Yes, indeed. So I'm going to mail y'all. Because uh, we're not just going to stop and interrupt your birthday and not, you know. Well, you know, bring you a present. <laughs> my daughter be here directly. I wish yeah, she'd yeah. come on while y'all could meet her. I yeah. wish we could, too. Her mother used mm. to be wrestling with the guys. They would be <laughs> oh, trying to take it. Oh, oh really? And she would whoop them all. Praise the Lord. She would whoop them all. She was a big Indian-style woman. Yes. And they would try to corner her. And she oh, said, wow. yeah, she would. She was she grandma was, was telling the story. She was a little kid, so she was talking about it, how but she was doing it. Let me tell y'all this. Let me tell y'all this. Yeah. That's, that's See, hard. back in the old days, you know, they lived on this farm, and this white guy, <laughs> he was a uh, made a pass out of you know he gonna you know, and so she told him that she mean it. <laughs> she dressed <laughs> her brother up. <laughs> 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 that's awesome. Woo! I love it. Like a woman. Oh, my God. I love it. Oh, gosh. I'm and he man. met him there, huh? Oh, yes. That's so funny. Did he throw hands? <laughs> she's, I mean, he's... Yeah. She's trying to break the house, buck naked. <laughs> Girl, I, I'm telling you. I love it. That's old stuff. You know, back in the days, you know, things happened back in the day. But that was awful. Yeah. I know, I know. <laughs> oh, you know. You know. And look, they say black don't crack. Hey, well, you know, <laughs> that's it right there, because you look amazing. You're beautiful. I was my daddy's best fly hand. I tried. Oh, my goodness. Oh, yeah. yes. I used yeah. to work on it. Did you get did you oh, get yeah. and all of that? that makes sense. Yeah. My did parents did. Did yeah. What mm. you talking about? Yes, indeed. <laughs> mm. Most of the time I kept the weights, you know, because we had a big farm and people, you know, come in 
You know what I mean by fly hand behind the music? Yeah. yeah. Oh, we know. Oh, I know. That's some hard work. Right. Hard labor. <laughs> hard, hard labor. Yeah. Oh, yeah? We're not going to. Well, I guess we'll say hello. Uncle James, that's her brother. Really? Yeah. He's staying job. Okay. Oh, sure. And Joppa is a historical place too. That's down by Bonton, where I was telling you guys about. Uh, really? Yeah, it was that's where it is where they uh, freed. Well, yeah. when the slaves came and they they held. Yeah. Uh, that's they held them. We were talking about that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's been over there since I don't know. Now you talking about someone that's old. He'll take some dirty stuff. He's got the history, huh? Let me, let me hold it. He'll take you some dirty stuff. Yeah, that, that's hold. okay. Uh, we can edit on. that out. <laughs> These are a couple of historians and stuff. Hey there. So, so how are you doing? How you doing? Tell them that you're from Joppa and you, you've been there since how long? 50 years. 50 oh years in Joppa. My wife, Charles Peter, who I stayed at. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's like just 1963. Yeah. Mm. I got my wife, yeah. yeah. Mr. James, right? Jemison. Yeah. Mr. Jemison. Yeah. And how old are you, sir? 87 years old. Wow. 87 years My name old. is Katina, by the way. This is Garen. This is Adam. Nice and we you, drove by. We were, we are I wouldn't with shake a... his hand. That's all. You want to shake my hand? <laughs> Look, listen man. in Watch now. Yourself. Watch yourself. Watch yourself. He's a player. Listen. Look, that's all right. He used to be. I ain't no more. Let, right. Yeah, he, like, he, he, he said he used to be. Yeah, we all called him playing back then. But we, we, we're doing a podcast, and we're doing um, some episodes on Dallas. Hey. Okay. And uh, we were doing just a tour of Hampton Park and drove by, saw... Uh, yeah. Miss Rose's son here, and we saw the 93rd birthday, so we really got excited. You know, if you believe she's that old, you're I, like no, that. not at all. I mean, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. drive too. Look, if you heard, she drives, she's yeah. beautiful. Uh, tell me yeah. a story about his mama used to do that thing on the. When he did that old man with Marty. Well, she didn't like that, but she always was jumping on people, too. She used to beat people <laughs> up. <laughs> White boy, black boy. She whooped them. Who? Yeah. And me, always get, we had one guy, white guy, you know, back in there when you were like right to about four or five bicycles, a, a, a mailbox together. Yeah. White boy would live right down the corner. You can always come up to the bridge leg room all, 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 all walking. She didn't like us looking at all the boxes. Come on, come on. When I got some thumb, put it on the side. Who's the coming up there? He ain't coming down to you. I run behind the house, hiding, peeping out. Oh, my God. She's standing in the door there. Boy, he stepped on them thumb. Ah, rah, rah. She's, ah, 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 ah. She got She got it. Hi there, how you doing? I'm I'm Katina and these are this is Garen and Adam. We are we have a, a podcast and we drove by and saw the sign here, 93, and we're doing a, a segment. We talk about black history. <laughs> so we're doing a, a segment on Dallas, this specific area of Dallas, and we were driving oh, through Hamilton oh, Park. Okay. This one the oldest in the, oh, in the family. We've got oh, another okay. one older. Oh, yeah, okay. 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 Yeah. This is your sister. Okay. Yeah, and so we just stopped and wanted to say happy birthday. I know that she probably is just a wealth of history and information and just and it's just been a joy standing here and just chatting with her and laughing and yeah. And to be celebrating 93 years is just amazing. If there's anything, because we're not gonna hold y'all, we know you want to celebrate mother, and which is awesome. But just any words you have about the history of 
You know, because they say you're the one that knows. I'm 68. What? <laughs> Take yes. off your shades, please. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. No, you ain't. I thought you were my age. I'm 48. Oh, oh my God. You are a man. Hold on, Wait a minute. You're gorgeous. Thank you. Oh, my gosh. Your skin is like butter. My father was a World War II veteran, oh, okay. and he fought in Normandy and all of those places, but he never did get any recognition for it, and I had to get his uh, medals and everything about, it was like about ooh, 20 years after his death, they finally sent me everything, and it took a whole lot and, of work, of work. and wow. he told me a lot of the history, that the things that they endure fighting over there as a black man. Uh, that uh, once they captured the enemy, that they would have to sit at the back of the bus, and the, and the Germans would sit up in the front with the captains and talking and everything, and how yes, ma'am, and how they would um uh, no, it was like in France, all of that, you know, they was over there fighting with them, and uh, when they got came back home, which we were in, raised in East Texas in a small rural area, and it was like a lot of KKK and all like that were breathing down there, so when he. When he did get back, um, he couldn't wear his uniform. Mm. Wow. And uh, some of his friends that wore their uniform, they were uh, made them take them off, and they had to walk in the, in the back home naked and everything. That's how they were treated, you know, after, after doing all We talked about that. We Everything you said, mm -hmm. we talked about through different episodes about how were, uh, how, how veterans, black veterans, were treated like garbage. They couldn't even buy homes. They couldn't, you know. They didn't do anything for them. And so, you know, it was just really a sad thing because, like I said, after he died, I was looking at his uh, death certificate and saw all these medals that he had received. And I'm like, we never saw any of those. And so it took me about two years before I could get it, get everything back and then it was before President Obama got out of office and he sent me a letter and everything thanking for his service. So, wow. And uh, that was all and some of the things that I endured as come going to school, how we had to endure things as, you know, black students, how they treated us when we first integrated in. And when I was a senior, I, we all had froze, afro. Oh, yes. You know anything about that, bro? <laughs> So when it was time for us to graduate, they send let gave the black girls letters, and they told us that we had to straighten our hair before we could graduate. And so I asked, I, I said, y'all, we can't do that. So I asked the white girls, I said, did y'all get, get, yeah, put it in front of yours, please. And um, I was like, did you guys get any kind of letter saying that before y'all graduate, y'all have to do anything? It's like, no, nah, we didn't get anything. So I came home and told my mom and my dad, you know, because I know how they were about, you know, and they was like, girl, like, do what you do, but you better graduate. So uh, we had got, I got with all the, 
you know, the black girls. We had the froze, you know, and, yeah. and I was like, y'all, we can't. Why we got to We earned, see, back then we had to earn 18 points. Okay. And I said, we got all our points. We did everything. So what, what is the problem? And we're, our parents are paying for the pictures. Mm -hmm. So when we did... When it was time to graduate, we all was in the cafeteria. I mean, time to take our pictures. We were all in the cafeteria, and I walk in. I'm the only one with the fro. Mm -hmm. Everybody else had pressed their hair. Mm -hmm. And then, um, so the principal, he got in front of me. I thought the, the photographer was evidently from up north or something because he was really rich. He said, because when I walked up there, they called Jones. That was my maiden name then. Tell him to park in front of his... Randy, park in front of the truck, please. And so, anyway, um, and he walked in front of me when I was coming up, because I was on my head, because he was watching me all while. When I first walked in, he watched every move I made. So when they said, Joan, I came up there, and he stepped in front of me. He said, where do you think you're going, Joan? This is the principal. I said, I'm going to take my picture. He said, no, I, you ain't taking no picture because you spoke me. I said, are you paying for this picture? He said, no, but you know. And then the photographer said, what is going on? Mm -hmm. And uh, Mr. Thomas said, we told the color girls, woo, color girls, that they need to straighten their hair and uh, before they take pictures. He was like, come on, baby. And I went upstairs. He said, you don't have to put on this hat. So just put your hands right here, and I got a picture of it. And just take your picture. And uh, oh. so, and after we got out, after it was over with, he got Mr. Thomas got in front of me. You're not graduating, so I told my dad about it. He wasn't pleased with it, so he took me to the graduation with his shotgun and everything. Woo! Oh, wow. <laughs> so did you graduate? I did. Oh, right then. <laughs> and when Mr. Thompson saw him and saw my dad, he was like, let her through. Yeah, yeah, let her right. through. <laughs> so yeah, we had to go through a whole lot. And wow. we talked about some of the school. What you're, everything you're saying, we talked about a little bit on the either on the episode or d during the tour that we're doing with Adam today, because he lives here. And this, well, he lives in the neighborhood. And so he talked about, you know all the things and here like with our podcast is called black history for white people but we are very we speak freely mm -hmm. do you understand what i'm saying like you ain't gotta like they they gonna they gonna get what they gonna get because it's our history and they need to know it the way we see it and the way we tell it exactly. that's not it the way, the way we've lived it, the way we experienced the way that we are that's why i had to tell them you, you, know know you don't know like we know I'm black. I've been black all my life. All your life. How are you going to tell me if you hadn't been there and lived and been through what I've been through? Oh, my God. And stuff. You know, I just, you know, I don't understand. I can't say they're close-minded. They don't see a individual, a human being. All they see is a black person. Yeah. Black person. Yeah, that's right. And, and stuff. And, you know, and there's so much going on. And whatever happened out there on the street, they come back. All my co-workers, they huddle up together. They talking about the issue and stuff. Black Lives Matter. Well, what about the what? Oh. I said, baby, you don't have to worry about that. Because y'all, you know, I said, know you're missing matter. the point. Exactly. Black Lives Matter. I said, have you ever grew up black, had kids to spit on you, call you in and stuff? Walk in the and store treat you and like folks watch. Like life didn't matter. Yeah. Treat you like you're black. Right. They don't see a person. I don't care what you do to them. All they see is a black mm. person. And stuff. I said, you're missing the point. You're missing the point. We know all lives matter. That's what we're trying to 
we matter too. We know y'all matter. Absolutely. And, and stuff. And I said, how do y'all put your heads together and talk about what's going on out there in the street, black issue? And here I am, black, and you leave me out. Right. And then when I walk up, you like you got on your face. I say, because you're saying something you don't want me to hear, and then I know how you really feel. Absolutely. I said, that's all right. That's all right. That's all right. We know. You do your thing. And we're going to do I, ours. And go on, sit down, and smile. Oh, and I said, God. Lord, I give them to you. Don't let me lose my little religion. Because <laughs> you know what? It's Amen. not worth it. Because I used to get upset and say some things. They don't do anything. I'm upset. Right. Sit down, pray about it. Let the Lord <sighs> go for <Who's> a walk. <laughs> I'm sorry. And, you know, but that the fact that you have to deal with that on a, that microaggression should, on a daily basis. You shouldn't have to. It, you should you not. shouldn't have to. You should not. No. Thanks for listening to this episode. If you are looking for more information on what we discussed, take a look at the show notes or go to blackhistoryforwhitepeople.com. If you'd like to play a supportive role in the podcast and be able to vote for future topics, you can support us for $5 a month. Check us out on Patreon at patreon.com backslash blackhistoryforwhitepeople. On our next episode, we will be discussing mass incarceration. We'll leave you with this quote from Julian Bond. The humanity of all Americans is diminished when any group is denied rights granted to others. Thank you.